Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And we had a little, like, black and white TV set. So the TV show was on. Off they go, and I've gone, who's that, Dad? That's uh, Dave Brubeck called it, so... Who's out on the drum set? Oh, that's Joe Morello, son. Wow. I said, that's good, isn't he? I said, I just want to be like him. You'll never be as good as Joe Morello, because my dad's before. And I'm like, that's me, Dad. I was talking to a film reviewer colleague the other day, and we were discussing whether we are in a golden age for documentaries. It certainly seems like it, but even if we just take the subset of music documentaries, the riches are many and varied, especially for those boomer documentaries that focus on music from the 60s. They're coming out of our ears, and you can tell that there is a pressure to get these stories told before the participants disappear. One recommendation I'd certainly make on that score is the two-parter Laurel Canyon on Doc Play, which takes a reasonably deep look at the entire community of singer-songwriters who formed around cheap, semi-rural housing just a ten-minute drive away from Hollywood Boulevard and the Troubadour Club. Netflix has an excellent selection of documentaries about music, excellent selection not always being something you can say about that service. Dolly Parton's Here I Am is a great watch about a magnificent human being. And there are terrific films about Lady Gaga, Nina Simone, Quincy Jones and Miles Davis. They also have a series called This Is Pop, which we're slowly working through, where each episode takes on a different topic from recent pop history. The rise of the R&B boy bands in the early 90s, auto-tune, the merging of country and pop, and the post-ABBA influence of Sweden on the hit parades of the world. And on Apple TV+, Plus, there's a series called 1971, The Year That Music Changed Everything, which also contains eight episodes and is made by the director of Senna, Amy and Maradona, Asif Kapadia. While we're all in some form of lockdown, longer can sometimes be better, but there's a shorter subject I want to recommend today. An 80-minute diversion about the world of rock drummers with the fantastic title, Count Me In. Every now and then, even punks on amyl nitrate got to chill. There's only... The, the sniffing glue will only get you so far into the evening. Uh, and uh, so they got to chill. But there's no chill punk music because it ain't punk if it's chill. But Don Letts, the, the DJ of the time, figured out that dub reggae would fit the bill perfectly. It's hostile, it's dark, it's really pissed off, but chill. And it was The Clash, credit must be given, who first had the inkling of an idea, hey, why don't us white boys try and play some of that? 
Count Me In features a cavalcade of drummers talking about their art, including Stuart Copeland from The Police, Emily Dolan Davis from The Darkness, Nick Mason from Pink Floyd and Topper Hedden from The Clash. My favourite is the lovely Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden, who we heard from at the beginning of the segment. All of them are insightful about their contribution to their bands and wonderfully admiring of the work of other drummers playing in different genres. It shouldn't be surprising, but it is, realising how many heavy rock drummers like McBrain or Ian Pace from Deep Purple or Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction fell in love with drumming by watching jazz greats like Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich and Joe Morello and how that sensibility still informs their playing, even if it's hard to find under all the hard rock ballistics. And it makes people want to dance. You know, you play a nice... That's going to make somebody feel a certain way. You know, when somebody starts tapping their foot, you know you're in there. The difference between playing that and playing jazz... You know, you want that to feel good. Until rock and roll came along in the fifties, very, very few pieces of popular music had a straight eight. Da, 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 da. It was all da 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 da. So everything I heard had that in it. And when I started to play, even if the basis of the song was a da 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 da, in my head I'd still be feeling, where does the swing come in it? And even if I wasn't playing the note, I'd be thinking it. The film is at its best when it focuses on the music itself and the player's analysis of their art form, but it occasionally drifts into distractions and side issues. Life on the road as a young drummer in your first band, an extended and unnecessary diversion into the tabloid life of The Who's Keith Moon, which adds nothing much to our understanding of his musicianship. There are also unexpected insights into the domestic lifestyle of these players, Does Nick Mason really have a vintage Formula One car in his lounge? Ian Pace sitting in his farmhouse kitchen putting another log on the fire? Rat Scabies from The Damned appears to live in a pub. Members of the drummers' union will enjoy Count Me In, but like me, you'll be left wanting more. But it's fitting and entirely coincidental, I think, that it should arrive on screens in the same week that we lost the Rolling Stones' Charlie Watts. The outpouring of love and respect for Charlie has also helped shine a light on those guys and girls who spend their working lives looking at the backs of their colleagues from 20 feet away. If you listen to the beginning of Honky Tonk Woman by the Rolling Stones, it starts out at a certain tempo. And this is the great Charlie Watts, one of the best all-time drummers ever. And by the end, he's probably like, if it starts at 103, he's probably at 109 or something. But you don't sit there and go, oh, God, that song's really speeding up. It's just naturally that's how they play it. Count Me In is rated 13+, plus and it's streaming on Netflix. Now. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.